Welcome to the Discount Humor Podcast Show. Ready to laugh your off? Here we go. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Discount Humor Podcast. I am one of three co-hosts, Mark VMC. I am joined by some wonderful people. First of all, we got the Barry White of podcasting himself, Shemaya. Hey, hey, hey. And- <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> hey, he, he, he can't help it. He can't help it. It's all good. Dude, you got a gift. You might as well embrace it. Hey, <laughs> all right, real quick. I know we're supposed to have an official start, but I got to tell you this like 15 second story. So I was doing I was doing a session this morning with a you know good friend of ours. And their guest, as soon as I started talking, he stopped everything. This is a true story. Uh, He stopped everything and said, oh, my God, are you a singer? Like, wow. Like, why are you in radio? And I was offended at first. But then I was like, okay, I guess it's a compliment. And what happened Sunday, a guest on another good friend show uh, on sports, they was like, wait, hold up. Is that... Is that your real voice? And then I messed with them. I said, yes, it is. <laughs> I was like, man, that's like two in a row. I'm on like a, a major street right now. There you go. Right yes, sir. Two and then one of them said, can you say my name? It, did, it, oh. it didn't get that creepy, but uh, yeah. We're, we're, we're revisiting that that fond memory. <laughs> to be fair. That's a callback. To be fair, it was two guys. So I would have been extremely creeped out if a guy asked me to say his name. He's Ashley <laughs> Can you say my name? I mean, just just the just that phrase in general, that question. Can you say my name? Like what? <laughs> that would throw that would throw anyone off. I think in general. All right, carry on. All right, now that <laughs> hey, and now no 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 no, yeah, we can finish the introductions. So of course, last but certainly not least, we have the maiden of Middle Earth herself, Rachel. Hello, every every single episode. Every time you introduce me, I do a little like salute. And, and I know oh. that I'm not on camera, but I do a little salute. And yeah. I just want you to picture me doing a little salute every time I say yeah. hi. Use your imagination, We're just folks. shy. Yeah, we're yeah I'll, I'll make like a gif of me or a boomerang of me doing a little salute. I'll put it on social media for you. You won't find Hello. her like she's ghosts. It's true. Right. I don't exist. <laughs> Oh, that's just that's sad. You you exist to the discount humor podcast. I'll take so, it. Yeah, yes, for existing <laughs> the, the clearance rack of podcasts. Oh wow! <laughs> What's the, hey, it's the, it's that, the best section? We're not that low. It's the best section. Salvation, man. Come on. Hey, you can find some great bargains. <laughs> so, for those of you that have found us today, especially if you're first time listeners, welcome. We're here to talk about life, have a good time, and just relax. Kick those feet back and enjoy for a good time. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. All right. So with that being said, yeah. uh, some big news. <laughs> yes, sir. The, we got some big news regarding these, the world of sports. Uh, a wonderful thing, actually a terrible thing, happened at the Tour de France. Only the uh, most well-known uh, bike race in the world and uh, <laughs> it's made headlines for all the wrong reasons. It was a showstopper. Right? <laughs> well, it got, yeah. I, saw, I saw the footage and it looked like a clogged artery. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> got me in my ugly so, why don't, so, so what, why don't you explain this beautiful tragedy? So, 
so I did I didn't have the you know blessing of watching it live on TV, but when I saw this on the highlight reel, um, I saw it on Sports Center. I saw it on Twitter, and what's so funny is when it was super fresh, everyone's face was hilarious. Like you can tell, everyone was so pissed <laughs> off having to report this because. They couldn't wait to go in on the woman who decided to lean in with her big sign. Not not a normal sign, you know. She had a big cardboard rectangle sign leaning in, in the way. And she knows he's in the way. But I was telling Mark earlier, the biggest fault is the person who's taking the photo. I mean, they're watching her make this big, terrible mistake. And they see the massive traffic of bikes coming. And it's like, hello, can you just at least warn somebody and say, get out the way, like move. And yeah, let's just say it was terrible. And people were getting hurt, people were bleeding. I mean, if I was a person on the bike, I would have found that woman and said, um, why? What was going through your head? Yeah, you, you, you single-handedly ruined the entire the entire experience of the most famous bike <laughs> race in the world. You, you trained for all this? And then all this time, and then all of a sudden, this happens. <laughs> yeah, and if you you know what's interesting, if you go back and watch this, at first I thought, oh, okay, you know, it's just a little cardboard sign, so you know, you would think he'd be able to just plow through it without any problems, not cause you know a giant pileup. <laughs> but if you go back and look at the footage, the guy got clotheslined by the person's arm because the person's arm was extended, holding all the way to the end of the sign. So that means this poor biker got clotheslined by this person's arm. And those those tires are so thin. So, like, if you start to lose balance, you're not recovering that. No. And what ensued, uh, yeah, that's exactly what you might imagine would happen given the physics and getting clotheslined off a bicycle and having a hundred other riders behind you. I mean, the sad thing is she was just completely naive for so long. That's what I think. That's why so many people on social media were so mad, cracking jokes and stuff saying what an idiot. I mean, it's almost like y'all remember the uh, famous baseball catch interference with Mm -hmm. the headphones. That's what that, that took me (laughs) to a flashback of that moment. Like, you know, like, come on, you got to be a little bit more aware when you're in that type of space. Like you shouldn't, a fan should never interfere with the game, period. Yeah. yeah and I, 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 I think I read that it's what they're, they're looking at like a year of jail time and like a $13,000 fine for it, which I mean. I mean, just, just look I, what happened. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of, there's, there's got to be some kind of punishment for that. Right. It's ridiculous. It, yeah. It, I feel like the year of jail time is like a little excessive, but if they didn't threaten it, then more people would think of doing things like this because that's just how the world works at this point. Yeah. I mean, I, I why would you have a sign just like a big one just out <laughs> like that, that can cover the track, you know, it just... Think about that, people. Like, why would you want to even do Can that? Can you imagine if someone did that in like the NBA finals, and like your favorite team, your favorite team is about to win, and some idiot with some like size fourteen feet just like sticks out in the court because he's so like happy about the game and ruins the moment because so and so trips. Like that would be the most like ah, oh, I'll get so angry. 
Dude, like, c- c- could you imagine <laughs> if during an NBA game, so, you know, you know, there's like 30 seconds left on the clock, the team that's down is trying to drive, like, full court, and some fans <laughs> not paying attention, he's holding a giant sign that probably is terrible anyway, it, it, there's nothing significant on it, just to get himself over, and he's like, oh, 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 look at me, he holds his sign out, and LeBron James runs into the sign, and knocks him down, and time expires, and they lose the game, <laughs> like, that would be absolutely preposterous. <laughs> It wasn't even a good-looking sign, also. Oh, it was terrible. It was like, literally just like the top of a cardboard box that she had written on with Sharpie. Like, it it's... wasn't a good-looking sign. Yeah, so it wasn't even worth it. Well, I don't even know what it said on it. Well, I mean, if she wanted to be famous, she kind of is now. I mean, that's, good. that's like the worst like feeling ever, to know that people only remember you because of what you did. <laughs> yeah, and look, we're not—we don't want anyone to go bully this oh, person no, no, no. or ruin their life. But I mean, it, it was a stupid action. It was a stupid decision, and you know they're already facing a lot of heat. But still, this—just the fact that this happened—it's like really. And I'm do I, I am hoping this is an example for people not to do anything like this going forward, especially given how tight those roads are and how clustered all the participants are. It's just dangerous and. I'm just grateful that someone didn't, you know, actually get really, really hurt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe someone's career could have been ended by something. Oh, that would be, like, that would be a blackout angry. <laughs> like, he you imagine your, your career ends because of stupid cardboard? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awful. <laughs> it's terrible. There was a really funny picture of a, one of the, this is awful, one of the bikers, he was like in a ditch on the side of the road and like his bike was, was in front of him and he's got like a hand on his knee and he just looks furious. And it was just the setting of like, he's he's in a ditch surrounded by like wildflowers and like <laughs> overgrown grass and it looks so pretty <laughs> and he, he looks so mad. He's so And angry. I was like, oh, uh-oh. And you know the the best the 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 announcers on the flashback, they were even in shock and awe when mm-hmm. they saw when they realized it was a stupid cardboard sign that caused this domino effect of catastrophe. <laughs> they they were like, wow, it was the sign. It's like they ran into a sign. It's like back in the day, and this is like straight from Mars. So forgive me for this craziness. But you remember back in the day, Pokemon? If you ever lost to like the weakest one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't allowed to play Pokemon growing up. I could up. tell. I could tell. <laughs> too, too, too demonic. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's nothing compared to Yu-Gi-Oh. All, how demonic those creatures were. That completely went over y'all's head, so let's carry on. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, oh, like, yeah. genuinely, my Pokemon knowledge goes like only so deep and it's it's only what i've i've assumed like through osmosis of being on the internet (laughs) that's that's fair i I mean it's yeah it's mostly a giant nostalgic thing anyway it's the same with spongebob yeah anytime anyone makes a spongebob reference i'm like i understand that that is a spongebob reference i'm ready but i don't know the context Right, right. And uh, to be fair, Spongebob is all over the, the internet, so. Yeah. Especially as a meme. Oh, that's that's exactly what we like, mean. No. Spongebob is basically a living meme. Like, Squidward is the most, like, negative person on Earth. 
Ooh, I should make one of. Okay, so what I freelance full time. In case I've never talked about what I do, because this is new for me. But um, one of my clients uh, that I, I edit podcasts for, they they let me make memes for them because they just want like oh, social media awesome. content. That so is like literally, awesome. part of my job is like I edit their podcasts and I make memes. Oh wow! And it's oh that so is fun. awesome. <laughs> it's been so fun. That's like a mesh in And heaven. so I'm like. Best job the, ever. The problem is that like the the memes that I first of all we're in like a meme drought right now. Like this month has been terrible for new memes. Um, and I say that Mark knows very well okay. that thank, I thank you thank you our local meme analyst. Thank you for yeah. giving us the update, <laughs> ladies Mark... and gentlemen. Discount humor. That was the <laughs> meme update by Rachel. Mark knows that I have like a sort of like library-esque uh, knowledge of of memes and the years that they were were created and um yeah so the problem is that since we're in a meme drought i'm like i can't make anything that's like relevant right now on social media that also goes with my clients and so i've been scrolling back through like like 2019 memes and i'm like dude we like genuinely have not had a funny joke. We didn't have a funny joke on the internet up until uh, that ship got stuck in the canal. Like that was the first one. Oh my god! In like two years, mm. that was genuinely enjoyable. Wow! And well, that's the kind of thing that I've learned having to make memes as so, a job. So twenty twenty also took away our memes. I can't even remember a 2020 meme. Man. Like Tiger King was a meme. There's a few. I mean, what there were, there <laughs> there were probably some that were related to you know yeah yeah the good old the good old pandemic going on. So right. I'm sure there were some, but no one really talked about memes. I guess in 2020, there yeah, were some pretty like, funny ones though. I can't remember any outside of Tiger King. And like yeah, all of so, the the like oh I want to go outside it's been two weeks. Uh, well, there was there was one I remember. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're getting the bonus the bonus segment of memes here, so enjoy this. This is all this is all free. It's discount. So, I do remember one other meme, and it was uh, do, do you know that song "Rhythm of the Night"? Yes. Um, so the name the name do you remember the name of the singer who did that? Mm. -mm. Okay, you're gonna get a kick out of this when I tell you. So, her name is Corona. Oh no, <laughs> that's terrible. Her name, her name oh, is Corona. No. So people were making memes with her, with her face. <laughs> wow, I can't. But that like completely passed me by. I didn't see any of that. Okay, I'll have to find one. Oh, there's a it'll... ton of memes. I don't know where you were looking, but uh. Yeah, there's some I wouldn't even talk about because it's offensive, but it's kind of funny. But yeah. it's not. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you. I did have a weird year. I believe you. <laughs> Maybe I wasn't like browsing all of the right meme pages, but true. <laughs> Twitter is like yeah, I'm like you, back on my busy. meme. Yeah, Twitter is notorious for like savageness. Yeah. Well, now you can get back to your meme game because it's your job. So that's awesome. You know what was a 2020 meme? Uh, the the thing about Joe Biden burying a dog. Oh, wow. And that was his, uh, everyone was like, we can't vote for him. 
because he buried a dog and oh, it wow. floated around for a long, long time. And I remember there was, it was literally, it's a video of a dude digging a dog out of like, he was like stuck in a hole <laughs> and they just reversed the video. And so it looks like he's like stuffing oh, this dog wow. into a hole and filling <laughs> wow. it with dirt. And the dude just happened to look a little bit like Joe Biden <laughs> from the back. Was his and name so, like Mo Biden? Uh, I don't. I have no Biden? idea. I have no idea where this took place. I just remember that like this reversed video of a dude oh digging gosh. at a dog floated around for a long time. <laughs> Why? That's terrible. <laughs> it's so funny. It was wow. so good. I want to laugh, but I just don't want to offend nobody. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, just the just the <laughs> fact that the internet produced it. I mean, you'll be amazed at, at what <laughs> what is produced online. <laughs> I was like, I was like, there was no motivation for this. There was no like, who, what group chat spawned the joke of like, oh, if we play this backwards, it looks like the guy is is burying this dog. <laughs> and then it was like, you know who that looks like? Yeah, a lot of people are at home, I guess. You know, they have a lot of extra free time. Make some memes. <laughs> a lot of extra time for memeing, you know. It's true. Speaking of time, we have a oh, uh, we have a part two. Oh, yeah. A continuation. Yes, because we barely touched on it. But I think it's time to briefly answer the question of why uh, women are so enthralled by true crime. And we have our expert analyst here, uh, Rachel, (laughs) here with all of the answers to your questions. And now here's the thing. Like, true true crime's cool. Guys are into it, too. But for some reason, this is a thing. And we got to find out. We got to get to the root of the problem. And Rachel's got it. So to our uh, local true crime scientists over here, uh, the mic is yours. First of all, I want to thank you for recognizing me as a, uh, a, a leading voice in both memes and true crime. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm if thrilled. I, if I had a medal, I'd give a medal to you for both. Thank you, sir. It's all I wanted. Um, okay, so last week I said that I needed a week to, like, think about... Think about how to explain this without like psychoanalyzing myself to the point that I like freak myself out. Um, and I <laughs> did not use my week wisely. So here's, <laughs> well, here's well, it's, the well, argument that I have. <laughs> um, and and I'm, I'm going with like just me personally, because I cannot speak for all women who listen to true crime. Perhaps some of them also, um, fall in line with this but this is just solely my perspective um i love good storytelling and if you can tell me a story about something that happened that is not only true this is something that genuinely happened but also there was like like all of these problems and we saw the kind of rise and fall of a villain and then we we get the end where like justice is is served it's so much more uh, satisfying to me than just watching a movie or a TV show or something. And like, you know, that if you're like, if you're watching the Avengers, you know that like the aliens show up, the good guys win. But with a true crime uh, documentary or a podcast or whatever, you, you don't quite know how it's going to end. And there, there's uh, sometimes not always a, a satisfying ending to it. Um, case in point, uh, there's a show on Netflix called The Hotel, 
It's about a young girl from Canada who uh, booked a flight to L.A. She uh, stayed in a hotel on Skid Road without realizing where she was staying and then disappeared. Um, And then her body was found by a maintenance man in one of the water tanks on the top of the hotel. Um, This this story in particular is when that that kind of took over the internet when it was happening because it it happened god i think like 2011 2013 maybe somewhere around there um and it it kind of took off on the like like true crime like let's solve uh murder mystery side of youtube which I think is kind of weird and gross, but that I'll save that for another time. Um, and so people were like going to the hotel to try and solve this mystery and figure out what happened and all this stuff. Um, and I, it's just like a very interesting, it doesn't have a very satisfying end. There, there is no satisfactory way to, um, to wrap up how that, that whole situation went down. Um, and that was one of those where it's a, a perfect example of like, it's a, a true mystery from the beginning and it's very interesting to watch. Presents a lot of problems that, and, and women be pro, uh, problem solvers. <laughs> women love to solve problems. Uh, and so that it like sort of feeds into it. But then there's also the sort of true crime stuff where it's not about a murder. <laughs> Um, like a show that I've mentioned to Mark a whole bunch is called Tread or a, a documentary um, about a dude who spends a year in a, uh, in a uh, like a warehouse, basically building armor around a bulldozer because he's mad at the town for trying to charge him to hook up his, uh, his <laughs> auto body shop oh, to funny. water and plumbing. Yeah. So he, he spends a year armoring up this bulldozer and then takes it on a rampage and destroys town hall and his competitors. Um, and And, yeah, go ahead. It's, it was so fascinating to watch because they have tapes where he was explaining kind of his mindset and why he was so mad. And he was just convinced that like everyone was out to get him when they then interviewed the the neighbors and the competitors and everyone. And everyone was like, we don't understand why he didn't like us or like why he thought we were all out to get him. Like he was fine. He was a fine person and he was contributing to town. And like, that was cool. And they seemed like they have nothing against him, but in his tapes, he was so, he was like, they hate me and, and they're just trying to stop me. They're going to keep me down, but I'm not going to let them. And it's like, dude, like what happened in your brain that that was where you went yeah, and that and was I, the kind of like the path you decided to follow was to destroy everything with an armored bulldozer. Yeah. And, and I have to agree with you there because, and you're probably going to pop when I say this, I actually did watch tread. Heck and, yeah. uh, I did. And it's just, as you mentioned, and it was very good, um, highly recommended as well, but it's in it just, just tagging on to what you were saying too. It's, it, it, to me, it's a prime example of why you shouldn't take everything that happens to you personally. <laughs> because it's exactly like she said, where he, the, like, the townspeople, genu- I felt like they genuinely didn't really know him that well, and he didn't really open up to anyone. And 
this guy just harbored so much hatred and anger towards uh he had a list by the way so the all the destinations that rachel was mentioning that he attacked he had a list of people on his mind and the locations that he was going to go and target and take out so he had been planning this for like a year not only just the building process but his plan of attack where he was going to go he knew where he was going he had it all set and done but um, it's just fascinating to see how someone can take everything in their life so personally and be allowed to fill their hearts with so much anger, aggression, and hatred when the dude and the, the neighbor, like the, the townspeople are even saying like his, he even considered his business a success and his business was successful. So mm-hmm. it's not like, it's not like, you know, he was really struggling. It's not like he was down in the dumps. He just took everything that happened to him so to heart and to, like so personally to the point where he has to blame everyone else for whatever happens instead of just saying, okay, look, something bad happened to me, but I'm not going to waste any more energy on it. I'm not going to leave room in my heart for it. I'm going to move forward and do what I can to bounce back and improve my position going forward. And this guy is the complete opposite he probably kept himself back and kept himself from growing because he did all this. And it, to me, it's just the last 40 minutes of this documentary. My, my jaw was on the floor. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I could not <laughs> believe the footage. The footage is incredible. And mm-hmm. I could not believe what I was watching because I thought, you know, the first hour it's, it's all they, you know, they go through why these people are on his list, but my gosh, by the time the last 40 minutes come around, I'm like, just the fact that someone had the creativity to do this, not saying that it's great or any, it's not good what he did. It's terrible actually. But just the fact that someone had this idea, this concept to armor a bulldozer and just go on a rampage, knowing that the town had nothing to defend itself against it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's just fascinating. It was so like his, his armor was so strong because he, everyone in the town mentioned that he was like a master welder. Like the man was a genius in his craft, um, and so his armor was so strong that no one could get through it. And so yeah. while they were waiting on like a SWAT team to show up, they literally just had to like the police were escorting him around town. Yeah, they were like, just following him, and yeah, like, there were there was there were people on top of the thing trying to figure out how to get in. And the footage shows these people just like going for a going for a ride on top of the bulldozer. <laughs> like it looks so ridiculous. And the visuals, you, you, you just got to see it because it's so fascinating. And going back to the true crime thing, and I think what what garners the interest of people in true crime in general is in documentaries and all that is the like you said the stories, but also what motivates people and drives people to take the actions that they do, mm-hmm. and also what actions they pursue and decide to go and you just come up again like who who would have thought okay let's armor a bulldozer and just go on a rampage you know through a town a small town that's not equipped to deal with something like this and i think it's the create it's also part of the creative aspect and the fascination you know humans tend to like story and like um motivations and understanding like why people do certain things and i don't agree with uh, Marv the guy at all I don't agree with his mindset his opinions at all because I just personally think he took everything personally and that's that was his downfall and uh, but but just seeing it in the footage the raw footage is just fascinating and I think it, something that 
sort of connects a lot of these documentaries or podcast series or whatever is that the the person who's committing the crime or the person who sort of the whole thing centers around is usually a genius. And I think that they like it's once your IQ hits a certain level, it's just like impossible to fully feel like you're integrating yourself into normal society. Um, there's a, a podcast called S Town that uh, uh, it starts with a, a journalist who gets a call from this man who sounds crazy. And and the dude's like, oh, there was a murder in this town and I know who did it. And they're they're protecting the, these guys and blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and nothing really comes of that when the journalist goes and sees this guy and like sort of goes around town. Um, and then the whole show just kind of starts to revolve around this crazy dude who called and he was a, a master, uh, at like assembling and repairing clocks. Um, and so he had like a whole shop in his backyard where he he would go out there and he it was his workshop. It was where he would fix all of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had such a crazy life. And it it was so interesting to like listen to sort of like what crimes he uh, had been a part of or had witnessed um, and to see how all of that played out because the man was a genius. And that's just something that comes up in a lot of these these series is that whoever was was committing these crimes was incredibly intelligent and it's a shame that that was the route that they took when they could have done so much good you you start thinking like okay what if they had used all this potential and intelligence for something more positive towards the world that's Mm -hmm. another thought that comes to mind as well when i do watch these especially the more like tragic stories and what the what ifs and you know but that's also why we're interested because we want to know how you know a person gets that way, why their thinking goes that route, and mm-hmm. why they decide to make these actions, and you know what what they do about how they problem solve, and that's also what what just intrigues us, I think, as viewers. And um, I know we're talking about like true crime right now, but even documentaries. I mean, that's in general. Just documentaries in general are very interesting in that same facet where. Uh, you're just interested in, in, of course, like we established not, uh, with, with the true crime stuff, it's not always positive, but, and sometimes they can have a negative ending, but it's, it's usually never positive. Yeah. Yeah. Especially <laughs> with the more open-ended things, like alluding to what you were saying, where things aren't solved sometimes. And that also piques people's interest in, okay, what, what could have happened here? Maybe this happened, maybe this happened. It allows people to get creative with certain situations and it allows them to think as well. And it's almost like they're immersed in and engaged as well. It's like mm-hmm. it's involving people who are interested in finding a resolution to uh, the case. But I mean, there is a, a I mean, th- there was a documentary I just saw. Um, do either of you know the, a female wrestler from the nineties called China. Mm-mm. No. Okay. So she, uh, she was a, like I said, a female wrestler from the nineties, really popular. She was really well built and everything, but um, there was a documentary that vice did. And uh, it was basically about her like last uh, years. And uh, it was shot in a documentary style where, uh, it, cause they were, they were making a documentary about her. I think it was called the reconstruction of China or something, but it, it's basically about her 
it's a documentary about her trying to turn her life around, I believe. And the thing, so it's basically a documentary with footage from another documentary. <laughs> so it's kind of funny to watch, but to, when you try to let that sink in, but it's, it's sad because you see the descent and it's one of the most horrifying uh, documentaries I think I've ever seen because you see it, it goes into her history and, but they also splice in the footage from that documentary. And the thing is like the people involved with the documentary were a mess and taking advantage of her too. Mm. So that is so, so you got this documentary about her basically trying to pay homage to her and honor her, but the people surrounding the project and on set are really bad influences. Like she had like alcohol issues. She had issues staying sober and the people around her, like, just you know they had their vices and they would you know kind of push their influences on her too and i'll give you an example of like just why i think it's kind of terrifying to see because you're seeing a dissension where like something that should be positive actually turned out to be a negative like there were a few examples one was her manager was trying to for the documentary was trying to get her to reconnect with her mom or mm. um and here's the thing. Um, it was basically a forced incident. So it, it, didn't, it didn't even happen, by the way. But, um, but anyway, but China, so it doesn't happen. And China feels angry and mad about it because she, at the last minute, they, it didn't happen. And at the last minute, she didn't want to see her mom. So instead, it just created more anger, built up, pent up more anger and frustration. Um, and there's another example, too. So you would think, okay, like, you want to reconnect with someone, right? Like a long lost, like relative. Normally that would be a happy thing. So basically she had closure or she was trying to get some closure with her dad. So she goes to visit her grave or her dad's grave. And what ends up happening is she's just in a moment that's supposed to lead to some sort of resolution. She's just angry and more frustrated. It's the same deal with what happened with her mom. It mm -hmm. didn't create, it didn't create any more closure it created more anger and it only here's the thing too because like i said she wasn't sober she wasn't straight edge so she was doing some bad stuff all of that just pushed her bad habits even further and she just kind of fell deeper into them into her vices and by the end of the documentary she had passed away but it's just really sad to see because something it, you're, you're watching someone's life kind of go spiral down and you're seeing events that should improve a person's life actually backfiring because at the end of the day, you know, she didn't really take care of her vices first. And apparently what should have happened was she should have done that, take care of the root of the issue, which is the vices and then tackle those family issues. Mm -hmm. And she kind of, unfortunately the things that were supposed to be set up to help her and, you know, kind of improve her morale ended up completely backfiring. And that's what was heartbreaking about it. Mm. See, I, those documentaries where like, it's clear that the, the producers have way too much input and are trying to like force situations to happen. I find those so hard to watch. Mm -hmm. Cause it like, you know, you're not it, getting an honest story you only enhance that when you surround yourself with bad influences and this documentary did a good job showing that she already had her problems but then when you surround her with problematic people it only further enhances the issues that her vices provided 
So I mean, documentaries, true crime, just all all fascinating. All of very, them. Yeah, very interesting. And I think at the end of the day, it's just it comes down to stories and people. And we as people want to understand. We like good stories, and we want to understand other people and how their journeys, you know, ended up the way they did. Yeah, I've been on a. <laughs> okay, so. I have found myself with a little bit more free time this past week than I've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been I've been watching shows again. Hey, and this, there you go. This is something that I, I was not doing. So I watched Chernobyl on oh, Hulu. One of, uh, one of my friends told me it was pretty good. It is very good. And now I'm on a Chernobyl uh, like kick and I can't stop a, watching a Chern- videos. Chernobyl binge. Yeah, I can't stop there watching videos of people going in and like doing tours and stuff of the facility i'm like is it worth (laughs) knocking 30 years off of your life to go in and see the control room where reactor was probably not everyone's gonna die i I mean to be fair i guess everyone's gonna die anyways (laughs) well yeah you're you're right there (laughs) if you know you're close to the end then i guess go for it but (laughs) but like there are some young people going in and touring this thing, and I'm like, dude. And I don't think they're doing it now because they put the big, the big uh, arch over it, mm-hmm. um, the new like sarcophagus that they made. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, they they like so originally they had built a sarcophagus uh, around it with like concrete mm-hmm. and stuff, um, and then back in like 2017 they finally put like a big metal. Uh, <laughs> It's an archway. It's just like a like a like a. <laughs> Please don't come in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. And they like they like put crane. They built cranes into the the top of this archway so that they can like use it to sort of move things around inside mm-hmm. without people having to be exposed to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is a lot. <laughs> This is, this is a lot, and it's a man-made problem. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. we're going to fix it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. And it only happened in the 80s. Oh that stressed gosh. me out even more. Yeah. It's, yeah. There's still plenty of, oh, It gosh. happened in the 80s. <laughs> oh, my gosh. See that's the problem is that like sometimes I get too deep in the in the documentary hole, and then I'm just like, well, how it, how am I supposed to solve this? It is it is addictive. Oh, uh, Rachel, you have to go over there right now. You have to plan yeah. a trip and go over there, put on your put on your caper hat and go in there and figure it all. <laughs> yeah, it let all. me go solve this nuclear radiation problem. Okay, Don't I'll worry, call guys. I'll call the mystery machine and like zoinks, Rach. Yeah, I don't worry. I got my glasses. <laughs> we <laughs> gotta get a hippie mobile. <laughs> We've got there are this. so many dogs there already, so we can just go pick one. But don't touch it. Don't touch the dogs. Okay, I got the Scooby Snacks, so I think we're good. Yeah, you gotta throw them from a distance. <laughs> don't touch the dogs. <laughs> but yeah, that that is one that I have heard good things about. So I might have. It's to- a very good show. It just Give threw me down a, a long, a long hole of documentary hole. Yeah. <laughs> investigative, Rachel's investigative capers. And it's like I do this every now and then, where I like get really invested in one topic, um, 
but it's been a while since I've had something as as uh, strong as this cool. nuclear reactor exploding. And, uh, I, I think I know what you're going to do once we conclude this podcast, but yeah. uh, no yeah. judging. No no judging. I think it's good to, to get invested in something. And again, like we just talked about, you know, true crime documentaries. It's it's all there. I think it inspires the imagination and the creativity within us. And especially those, you know, who, who tend to think like that, who have more creative like insights on things and who are curious about you know how how things go down and why people do things and i think that's also human nature mm-hmm. absolutely so with that being said ladies and gentlemen for those of you who are listening to discount humor we want to thank you uh we hope you liked our talk today we got a little deep we got into some actually pretty insightful stuff i'd say it wasn't uh it wasn't real on the nose with the humor part but I think that's okay. Yeah. Uh, nah, we it's okay to get into some nice deep conversation and still have a good time. You know, I, it was it was great. I'm having a good time. I'm relaxed. And sometimes it's just good to hear other people talk about things that you're interested in, or you know, and that's always fun. Especially, you know, it's a day of hard work. You want to come home, relax. That's exactly what discount humor is. And uh, we got a few laughs in there too. And the end of the day we had a good conversation so thank you for joining us uh make sure to subscribe if you like our content uh we really like doing this this is a blast honestly especially when we have a tough day at work or a tough day in life in general it's just a lot of fun so uh man with that being said you know subscribe leave a comment if you like the podcast uh, or don't leave a comment and don't leave a like <laughs> either way we just appreciate your time so with that being said i am mark the mc she is the maiden of Middle-earth, Rachel. That's me. And we've got the Barry White of podcasting, Shemaya. Yep. <laughs> Shemaya, yep. You've, you've got to, I think you need to lead the next episode. Yep. Because once I get started on a topic, I just talk. And I, I, feel, I feel bad. Well, no, but that, that also ties into how enthusiastic we are about certain topics and i think that's the whole idea behind discount humor we we laugh and we talk and we get invested in certain topics that interest us and i don't think there's anything wrong with that fair enough there we go all right so that's another good episode of discount humor we will catch you all later bye peace out <laughs>